Hi, welcome back to Embrace of Madness. This is Madeline. This is a podcast where hopefully I've plugged in the microphone today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we're just figuring out life, figuring out all the weird bumps and curveballs and all those cool things that we have to deal with, and we just figure out how to do them. So we're back with another week of stuff to talk about. Last week, we talked about self-doubt and kind of how big of a role that's played in my life and kind of tired of it. And so just kind of ways to explore self-doubt and how you can overcome and be who you really want to be without holding yourself back. So this week, let's see. We are talking about riding the wave and you can kind of like get a little bit of that metaphor, just like riding the wave of emotions. And to me, I feel like things are cyclical and the wave metaphor really kind of helps tie it all together of, you know, following the tides, like the wave's going to build and build and come and then crash and then go back and then build and build again and then crash and then go back and excuse me I just drank some milk so it's like it's milky um but yeah when we can realize that life is just one big wave and the cyclical nature applies to not only like you know flowers growing the night and the day animals growing growing old and dying stuff like that like That all applies to things around us, but it also applies to things inside our own little microcosm. And for me, being able to see this kind of energetic perspective helps me to, I guess, make sense of it. And just always remembering that energy can't be created or destroyed, so it's just naturally going to flow. Sometimes it might flow really heavy and sometimes it might flow really light and sometimes it might just be like kind of still, you know, like it it just comes and it goes. But this energy is what is kind of driving our world. But hopefully by looking at this metaphor for emotions and kind of just being able to understand it in this way can help you kind of understand your own cycle and how emotion works in your life and how when we can better understand these process these we can almost begin to forecast it kind of like kind of like a hurricane when you can oh look these are the conditions it's building it's building it's building and then we can assume that over the course of time it will fade and stuff like that so really just kind of allowing nature to parallel what's going on in our heads or our lives or whatever So yeah, we're going to talk about all of that and ways in which you can learn how to surf the wave. And I'll get into it in a bit, but I actually found, I make sense of it by saying ride the wave, but I mean, it's called emotional regulation and that's kind of the whole journey of how we can navigate our personal emotions. And we know just from being humans that there's this huge spectrum of ranging from like super angry, super pissed off, guilty, ashamed, 
scared, stuff like that. But then there's also like the other side of the spectrum, like super happy and stoked and giggly and joyous and elated and just all these really intense positive emotions. And then there's some in the middle, just like chill, hanging. I think the kids are calling it bullying these days. Um, but that's something else. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so we all understand this spectrum of human emotion. And we're going to have certain things that happen in our lives that are going to potentially trigger really intense emotions or not trigger really intense emotions. But those emotions are going to be there. And I think that instead of kind of letting one get too too extreme or too one-sided, it's important for us to kind of learn to adapt and just, I don't know, go with the flow. And I say I don't know a lot. I don't know why I do that. (laughs) Like I was saying earlier, life's nothing but just a series of waves coming over, washing away, back again, just a whole entire cycle. When you can go back to the energy metaphor, if you're going to live in one side of the spectrum all the time, that's just like a lot, like kind of reminds me of like being like manic depressive, like there's just like a lot of energy being really manic and a lot of energy being really like depressed. And so when we are always constantly living in these energetic states, then we're not really going to have any energy for the rest of, you know, life. And so we're going to be tired and sluggish all the time. And so it's important to kind of address when and where you're spending energy and what you're spending your energy on and kind of weighing the pros and cons. Is this a beneficial energy expenditure for me? Another time when regulating your emotions might be helpful is when we do things that kind of make the situation worse or prolong these emotions, like suppressing them, not really identifying them or listening to them. And so if we're not regulating healthily, then we could just be creating a lot of anxiety and tension in our bodies. And so that's when it's kind of important to recognize your wave and recognize where you are at emotionally at all times. And when I was doing my research, I found this thing. So there's like the ride the wave metaphor. Well, there's also something that um, like coaches and therapists use called emotion surfing. And so I thought that was funny. But I mean, their whole kind of thing is like acknowledging that these waves aren't going anywhere and they're always going to be here but you can become like a master of the wave and a better surfer by just being super open to whatever experience you're having and kind of just staying present throughout that moment and I think uh, they're probably specifically talking about emotional triggers which That could be another important time when it's uh, necessary to regulate our emotions, when something that we feel like we can't handle overcomes us. But it's important for us to remember that we do have the strength and whatever we need to in our hearts to be able to get through whatever's happening. And so a couple of questions that they ask their clients when they're going through this emotion surfing is, 
well, what do you notice in your body? What objectively, how can you describe the sensation that you're feeling? What are some feelings that go with that sensation? And what thoughts are you having? Are you able to notice your thoughts? Are you able to let them go? Are you clinging to your thoughts? Where are you on the wave? If we were to look at a wave as like a diagram and pinpoint certain emotional points with certain points on the wave, where are you Where are you in the path? Are you at the beginning? Are you at the part where it's rocky and it's building? Are you at the release where it's crashing? Are you, are you feeling really emotional? Are you not feeling emotional at all? Um, do you have any urges? Does that emotion make you feel like a certain type of way? And are you able to objectively acknowledge what's going on and stuff like that? So really just kind of helping you to identify what's happening in your body, physical sensation, emotional sensations and stuff like that. And being able to surf a really intense wave will help you build confidence and trust within yourself and kind of look at those experiences. Okay, well, that was really intense and that was really tough, but I stayed present and open and I made it. And now, now I can get through all these waves like I'm a pro. But sometimes it's going to be hard to just oh yeah, I know what I'm doing, I can do this, I can ride the wave, like, sick bro. It's not, like, always that black and white of, yeah, I got this. And so for me, emotion has just been a huge, 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 huge part of my life. And yeah, I'm a Pisces, but I still feel like, I don't know, just, (laughs) I've always been so sensitive and so just really feely and almost not even almost like it's literally been to the point where my I don't have any like boundaries and so I'm a lot like allowing myself to just absorb all of these emotions all over the place whether they're good bad yucky fun like any emotion that someone's expressing I have to work really 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 hard at not letting that go into my experience and then kind of just like absorbing their emotion and becoming that. And sometimes when you're not expecting to get splashed with a wave, it's just really intense. And that's been my whole entire life. And I just like, I haven't been able to draw the line between this is an emotion and this is an objective fact. And so sometimes how I'm feeling is how the situation is. So like if I'm really sad or if I am feeling really ashamed, then that creates my whole experience. And it's sometimes hard for me to talk myself out of like, no, that's not what's happening. You're just hurting right now or something like that. And at that point, it's really hard to regulate it because if you can't even like have the right glasses on to tell what's going on, then how are you even supposed to regulate your own emotions? And so I totally recognize that as being a challenge. And another thing, and I guess I'm just like getting 
to the point of it's hard for empaths to regulate emotion. And I think that's just because we are just humans that have really sensitive feels. And that's okay. I think that's important. And I think I don't want to let go of my feels, but I do want to get a better grasp on not letting my feels get out of control. And so that's just kind of been what I've been working on lately. Just trying to write it out, trust that I've got this, and let things kind of settle. But it does get really hard. And especially just being really sensitive and having to remind myself, like, just because you feel that way doesn't mean that's, like, what's actually happening. And, yeah, it kind of helps me, like, psych myself out and or, like, not psych myself out. It just helps me get control. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll just be like, oh, my God, that person hates me or they looked at me weird and now my life's over. And it's hard to, like, stop that in its tracks. But when you can, like, do those things, like, with the emotional surfing that we just talked about and really just, like, take an objective stance on what's going on and then you can tell yourself, okay, well, this is happening and you're feeling this way, but it's okay. So, yeah, empaths. It's okay. It's going to be hard to regulate sometimes, but we're going to talk later about things you can do. So stay tuned for that. I feel like another way that it would be hard to regulate your emotions is when you're out of balance. And next week's episode, I'm going to talk about balance and kind of what that role in our lives is, should be, could be, you know. But I think what really related it to this topic was when I was researching Maslow's hierarchy of needs came up and if you haven't seen that before it's like this really cool pyramid graphic and he's got it broken down into five different levels of human needs and he theorized that there's certain levels of needs that must be met in order to motivate humans for I guess, like their higher purpose. And so he starts the triangle pyramid at physiological needs. So these are like your needs, air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction, all those like basic animal needs that we need just to be safe in our existence. And so after that becomes safety needs and this includes personal security kind of like that security surrounding your employment and work resources health property the third tier is love and belonging and that includes friendship intimacy family sense of connection followed by esteem and that includes respect self-esteem status recognition strength and freedom And the last part of the pyramid or the top is self-actualization. And that's the desire to become the most that one can be. And he basically says, like, you can't really climb 
to the top until your bottom kind of foundational needs are met. And it makes sense. And I think what really stuck in my mind was how it was talking about it's sometimes hard because those fundamental needs aren't met. And so that's going to induce kind of a lower consciousness. And then that leads to fight or flight. And so where that kind of meets being difficult to regulate your emotions is if you're not taking care of your basic needs, then how are you supposed to have energy to do that? Does that make sense? And so it even says after that, like when when you're living with that fight or flight in your mind, then your body is just like on a different level. Like your nervous system is like totally engaged and you, your brain is literally like, we don't even have the energy to think about this right now. We're about to die and that's all there is. Like we just have to make sure we stay safe. And so when this fear is present, then we're not able to face challenges or solve problems effectively. And really just going back to that energetic way of looking at things is like your energy is way too focused on staying safe in this moment. And I guess it just made sense to me that understanding these hierarchy of needs and understanding like we need to be taking care of ourselves at the basic, basic level of like making sure we're eating right, we're sleeping right, we're kind of nurtured and safe and stuff like that like yeah it's going to be hard to regulate your emotions if you don't have like a good grasp on those fundamental needs and really just tying all that together and just when you don't regulate your emotions and you're kind of flowy then you're going through emotional suffering And I feel like that's a whole reason that you would want to figure out how to regulate your emotions is so that you can eliminate your suffering and eliminate all this unnecessary kind of thunderstormy energy in your life when it doesn't have to be there. And I think that is a big, big thing that I've learned is just like, these thunderstorms are creating like a lot of like yucky and like there doesn't have to be lightning and thunder and yeah just like understanding our role in creating this suffering is a little intense um yeah I'll talk about that in a second (laughs) but yeah just like living with fear and just, just that's the goal, like not wanting to live in that fear and wanting to better regulate how much of this fear is in your life and how much you're letting it affect you. And then some more stuff that I found when I was researching was 
fear damages the brain's ability to receive and process information, and it impairs perception and intuition. And I studied a little bit about this in school, but I really got into it when I started like learning about Eastern philosophy and stuff. But just realizing what state of mind you're putting yourself in, and sometimes like it's external things too, so it's not always like you're choosing. But when we are fully engaged in this like fearful experience, then we are signaling to our body that we're always in danger. And so our body is going to always tense up and always just like stay vigilant and stay ready to fight or flight. And so the amygdala is the part of the brain that deals with fear. And so it talks to different parts of our bodies and when we're making memories and stuff, it's talking to the hippocampus. And the way the way that the fear kind of gets, uh, I guess, assessed, acknowledged, whatever, figured out by our brains is it goes through the prefrontal cortex. And that kind of makes those judgment calls of, okay, well, this isn't really going to hurt you. You can, like, tell the body to calm down type of situation. But when we're constantly in this state of just like always afraid and always fearful, then their phone lines are going to start messing up and the brain's not going to be able to talk to each other like the way that they were supposed to or meant to. And so really just like living with all of this fear and suffering in our bodies is just creating just a lot of tension. And I just got tired of that in my life I just didn't I didn't want to do it anymore and so learning about this and learning about my emotions and my experience and how to kind of better navigate it has really just helped me get a better grab grab grasp grip on life and 10 out of 10 would recommend I also found this quote, overcoming fear also contains vital keys in becoming the director of our own lives, as well as leading us to achieve mental, emotional, and spiritual freedom, or a life without suffering. And I think that that, I mean, fear is kind of just like prevalent in our lives anyways. But I think that we have the power and the strength to overcome it. And I think that on these grander schemes that fear drives our lives, I believe that when we can better manage these smaller instances of fear or crazy emotions, then we can kind of build on that and create this environment where we are used to the ebbs and flows and we're used to taking in the good with the bad and we are used to processing these experiences and so we know and we can trust that when it gets bigger or worse that we can do it and I think that that slowly begins to eliminate like kind of that fear in our lives like that just like runs in the background and so that's what that quote's talking about is like 
when we can overcome this fear, we can truly take control of our lives and truly achieve this freedom that we are searching for, which is really just like no more suffering and no more like incessant nagging and no more yucky, 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 yucky. So after having said all that, how do we prevent it? So that's kind of just brings in the whole riding the wave metaphor again is just knowing that these waves are going to come regardless. How are we going to deal with it? How are we going to navigate it? What can we do to make sure that I get from this point to that point that I don't just like drown in this wave because we don't have to. So there's a couple of things, practicing stress management, I think that is like dependent on who you are as a person. Like for me, sometimes I like to just zone out and read or practice mixing music or going outside for a run. And that could be anything for you. Meditating, just whatever helps you calm down. Putting on Netflix, I don't know. That could arguably be stress-inducing or stress management, but it's just your life, so only you know. But just really creating this presence of managing your stress in your life. Because if you, like we talked about earlier, repress it and repress it and suppress it and don't really feel any of these feelings, then it's just going to get worse and build and build and build. And then we can't regulate our emotions and then it'll explode. And we just don't, we just don't want to get there. Another humongous thing to kind of just prevent suffering is to sleep. And sleep, I feel like, is one of these things when we're like, oh yeah, I can sleep later. I can sleep, blah, 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 blah. Well, I remember I just always love to sleep. I sleep so I don't have to like deal with reality, but I remember hearing that like after you stay up for I don't know however long you you sleeping 15 hours the next day doesn't help catch you up or anything like you just slept for 15 hours there's no like once you don't sleep there's not really any like benefits you can get to like reverse any of that and so when we sleep it's a really crucial time for our brain and our bodies to kind of rest and relax and rejuvenate and get ready get ready for the next day kind of just put everything from this day down and sort it in our its spots and so not sleeping can put us on edge and just make things a little off and so when we can get a good sleep and take care of our bodies then we are at least setting the scene of like calm and normal and you know. Another way that we can try to prevent suffering is to remember in our really times of need that we have our people. And if you don't have these people, do yourself a favor and find yourself these people. Because knowing that you have a support system and knowing that you have someone who can be there for you, is crucial and they will remind you like who you are and 
what you're doing and your purpose and how full of life you are. And they will help you help yourself. And if you ever need help, like always ask. And I know that's not always easy to do because sometimes it's hard for me to ask for help. But it's not weak. And there are so many people that love you and care about you. And so, yeah, find your support system and stick with them. And then kind of going along with sleep, just making sure we are taking care of our bodies. And that's on like diet level, exercise level. And it helps me, like I by no means have figured all this out. Like, But balance and self-compassion, that's all I'm... That's all I have in this moment. So, but yeah, just looking at everything as energy. And so, whatever you put in your body is energy, and whatever's inside of your body is energy, and getting stuff out energetically too. And eating right helps us. I always think of just like if I'm eating right, then my body's not having to overexert itself to try to digest this like complex carb or fucking high corn fruit whatever it's called syrup sugar syrup (laughs) and just like helping our bodies just give them like natural food and organic things and just like how our bodies are supposed to process food because I mean I love ice cream but my body doesn't feel good after I eat a lot of ice cream or cheese or sugar chocolate candy like I mean, that doesn't mean I'm like not going to do it, but trying to be mindful of that and try to be mindful of this relationship that your body has with eating. And I totally think that it has to do with your emotions too. And I think exercise helps us to kind of transform a lot of this energy inside us, whether it's like anxious or just like unsettling or whatever, like we can get that energy out and we can expend it and just kind of like get towards this more equilibrium state for our bodies and this is the biggest baddest part of how you can prevent your own suffering so just remember the role that choice plays in all of this And I know it's really hard to take accountability for your role and your experience, but I think that it helps with accountability and kind of understanding, understanding our part. And like I was talking about how the thunderstorm doesn't have to be that crazy, like there doesn't have to be a tornado if you don't want it to be. And so I had to take some time and inner work and just truly recognize how much of my energy was kind of like fueling the situations or whatever. And so I think it's important to remember this visual of the wave and remember that we still have to experience a wave, but 
kind of our engagement with the wave too. Like how big are you really trying to get splashed or how far are you really willing to swim? You kind of choose your own location situation in all this mess sometimes. And I think that when we can become competent in regulating our emotions, then we can build that trust within ourselves and build kind of those ideas of inner safety and just know that, yeah, this is rocky and this is hard, but I'm okay. And I do have everything inside of me that can help me get through this experience. And I think a big, 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 big thing for me to learn was that, yes, this emotional experience is happening, but I can choose to detach myself from it if I wanted to. And I'm still validating my emotions and my experience, but I'm also remembering that that's not who I am. And I am not fear. I am not sadness. I'm not anger. I am way bigger than that and way, way just, I'm just on another level. I'm just a human experiencing this emotion right now and just kind of putting it in that perspective. But yeah, this is a lot, a lot of information and I didn't really realize how relevant it was to my experience right now, but it very much is and that's a cool thing I figured out about doing these podcasts is like, yeah, I want to share these experiences with other people, but I think probably first and foremost, these are to help me work through my shit. And so I'm just grateful that I have a platform to do so. And I have people that care about me and that listen to what I have to say. And yeah, yeah. And then another way that we can try to work at preventing suffering is finding balance in our lives. And that can mean so many, so many, so many different things for so many different people. And so I'm going to ask, what does balance mean for you? What, what are ways in which you incorporate balance into your own life? Do you incorporate balance into your own life? So yeah, we're going to get into that next week and I hope that some things that I shared today helped you assess your own experience with emotional regulation and how well you can ride the wave and surf's up, bruh. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about balance next week and I'm excited to figure out what I'm going to talk about after balance because then there's balance and then my birthday's the next week and I think I'm just going to talk about life and celebrating and stuff like that but I need to kind of figure out a plan for what the next kind of segment of the podcast will be so if anyone has any ideas or recommendations or suggestions or comments or concerns or just kind words of kindness or wisdom then send them my way um i'm on instagram at embrace the madness podcast and yeah i 
I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Embrace the Madness. Don't forget to subscribe so you can learn to live your best life.